You're listening to Unveiling the Magic Podcast, where newcomers and seasoned Potterheads are all welcome. Hello, and welcome back to Unveiling the Magic. My name is Laura. I'm Joni. And I'm Priscilla. And in this episode, we ask, did someone murder Mrs. Norris? Nope. She's just petrified. The trio, like the rest of the school, wants to learn about this chamber of secrets. The trio's first plan is to brew a fancy potion in Moni Myrtle's bathroom. In the meantime, Harry gets all his bones removed, and some of our questions get answered by a midnight appearance from our little friend Dobby. But then there's another attack. Dun dun dun. We're talking about chapters 9 and 10 of Chamber of Secrets. Wow. That was like the longest intro I've ever done. Yeah, actually. Yeah. It is. It's like, oh, it's still going. <laughs> there was a lot and I didn't know what to condense. I know. I didn't realize until I was writing my notes that I'm like, holy crap, guys, I have a lot. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a lot. Yeah, I'm like, I have the Quidditch game and I and in my head I always think that I can like skip the Quidditch game a little bit, like kind of like this one you can't. It. But not yeah. this one. <laughs> and then yeah. I also have after the Quidditch game. And I was just like, I didn't realize I had like this whole Dobby interaction. And so I'm like, oh, mm. well, I guess I'm doing it. It's too late now. Which this is the first time. <laughs> may I note that I was like, I was right. About <laughs> you something. were. Anyways, we, can, we yeah. can get to it. You got that theory down. Yes. Anyway, how are we? You know, I love when we do this part because we technically catch up before we start recording all the time. <laughs> and then we're like, uh, let's just talk about what we just talked we do about. like the long winded before we start recording. Yeah. Yeah. You guys don't have to listen to us talk about every single detail of our life for like 30 minutes like we do before we start recording. <laughs> yeah. Um, but me, I was telling them I uh, pulled my back. And I went to the doctor for my back or to the ER for my back before the age of 30. So that's how things are going for me. <laughs> hey, I did too before did, the age of oh, 20. Oh, yeah, you did. You did. You, you, yes, that was a lot sooner than what I did. How old were you? You did that. Uh, I was like 14, 15 when it all went Oh, my down. gosh. Yeah, I remember that. Wow. I had back surgery for scoliosis, if you did not know. Yes, yeah, she did. Yeah. I'm okay now. <laughs> She's fine. We're good. She's not 14 anymore. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what's going on with me. But I'm healing, getting better every day. What is going on in Laura's life? Not much, but I'm watching The Umbrella Academy since I've talked about my TV life. Oh, that's um, a good one. I'm watching it because Joni forced me when I was in Utah. No, it was Kurt. It was Kurt. Wait, I would have forced you to watch, watch The else. Umbrella Academy, Laura? I... It is one of, see, I'm a horrible TV watcher. Like, there's a lot of shows that I think I'll like, and Umbrella Academy was one of them because, what's his name? Jared Way? Gerard? Gerard. Yeah. Gerard. From My Chemical Romance. But I just never got around to it. Joni told me about it, and Kurt asked me to watch it. I can't believe I didn't tell you about it because me and Phil, like, watched it so quickly when when we first found it. Yeah. Yeah. I was happy because there's only two seasons, but then I saw that another season's coming in. (laughs) yeah so but i'm on season two and the first episode i was like the first episode of the second season i was like again like this is all happening again (laughs) and 
by the second episode, I was like, okay, well, I kind of like this twist. So it's going well. It's a good show. Highly I recommend. Like yeah. I'm glad you're watching it. Which one did you do? Last time we talked, you were starting a show with David. What was it? The it Queen's was, Gambit? I, we finished. Oh. We, yeah, we finished The Queen's Gambit. It was good. I really liked that it was a one season and done show. It was very entertaining and concise. Not that I don't like long long season shows. I've I watched Grey's Anatomy and Yeah. I'm surprised you watched Grey's Anatomy to be honest. It was too much for me. That one like went on and on and on I'm and not, on. Yes, I'm not caught up. I oh, okay. only got up to I don't even know what season. Maybe like 13. <laughs> it needs to end. Maybe. It needed to end like 10 I seasons know. ago. <laughs> yeah. But that's awesome that you started and you liked it. I like that one. Yeah um not much here yeah i'm doing my cross stitch uh right now i don't know I, there's just a lot of little things i gotta oh, do yeah so joni shares things. her cross stitch <laughs> joni sells her crotchets project <laughs> and it's cool like she updates it and then i turned it into a game for me like i guess what she's <laughs> making and the current one, like, I think I've guessed cucumber or pickle and i last time i guessed shamu shamu because i <laughs> shamu right that's the name yeah. of the whale yeah yes okay <laughs> and she's just always like lol no <laughs> no I, you never get it first right first of all so what i have so far done is like let me think there's six there's six sections i've done two I've done one and a half of the six sections. So trust me, you don't know what's going on yet. <laughs> it's a very, very big project. I started it at the beginning of the year. I stopped for like two months and I've recently picked it back up. And is it for you or is it a gift? It's a gift. Okay. Um, and so I'm trying to get it done. Nice. Yeah. So that's, that's what's, right, going, what's on, going on, Jenny. Yeah, that's all that's going on right now. Not a lot to, to report from here. Okay. Fun stuff. Nice, nice, nice. Where did we leave off, Joni Baloney? Well, Harry hears a creepy voice, and it leads him, Ron and Hermione, to a bloody message written on the walls with Mrs. Norris hanging right next to it. Oh, and a very shocked Priscilla. (laughs) (laughs) Sissy added to my notes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I almost did the same thing this time around um, on purpose, just to see if, like, Joni would have to explain. <laughs> Don't more. do that I'm to like, me again. No. It only it'll always only land finish. on me. <laughs> but I, but then I kept reading and I was like, I can't do that. There's something at the end that's gonna be the same thing, like a cliffhanger, and I can't do that to her. And so I read through it. <laughs> You're welcome. You don't have yeah. to explain. Thank you. Also, can we have it noted that once again I got the quidditch? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So we left off with Draco shouting, Enemies of the air, beware. You'll be next, mudbloods. So, hearing all the ruckus and seeing all the students crowded in the corridor, Mr. Filch says, What's going on here? What's going on? Then he sees her, Mrs. Norris, hanging from the torch bracket. My cat! My cat! What's happened to Mrs. Norris? He looks at Harry who was like the closest because the trio was in the middle of this crime scene, of course, and accuses him saying, you, you murdered my cat. I'll kill you. (laughs) That's so dramatic. (laughs) Then 
Argus. It was Dumbledore. Who walked past the trio and detached Mrs. Norris. Dumbledore tells Mr. Filch and the trio to come with him. Lockhart offers his office, which is the closest, and he, Professor McGonagall, and Snape follow them to the office. I just want to know why Snape needed to be there. Like, I understand why Lockhart went, because it's his office. Dumbledore, I obviously asked him to. McGonagall is Mm -hmm. the Gryffindor whatever you want what is the word what is she head of house head of house thank you (laughs) and why is snape there this has nothing to do with you because snape is always hovering he's got some fomo he's got to see what's going on he really does sorry go ahead (laughs) when they get to lockhart's office dumbledore places the cat on the desk to examine her the teachers are kind of hovering filch is sobbing and the trio is watching all of this from a corner of the room And here's Lockhart. It was definitely a curse that killed her. Probably the transmorgrophen torture. I've seen it used many times. So unlucky I wasn't there. I know the very counter curse that would have saved her. Yeah, right. Yeah. Harry is thinking that he kind of feels bad for Filch, but he most definitely will be expelled this time if Dumbledore believes him. Believes Filch. Dumbledore started muttering and tapping Mrs. Norris with his wand. With no avail. Lockhart is still chattering about what he has seen before and blah, 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 when Dumbledore straightens up and says, she's not dead, Argus. He explains that she has been petrified. And here's Lockhart. Ah, I thought so. Shut up. Oh my gosh. (laughs) He's so annoying. I know. He's the worst. The worst. She's been petrified, so that is why she is stiff and frozen but Dumbledore didn't know how it happened. All he knew was that it was very advanced dark magic, so a second year like Harry would not be able to do it. But Filch won't take that as an answer. Harry knew what he was. A squib. And this is in... Who, who got the squib definition in their section? I don't know. Oh, maybe it was me. I think it was you. I was like, I didn't get it. it. If I did get it, I did not write about it. (laughs) That was a test, guys. Okay. I'll get to that part then. I'll save this comment. Wow. (laughs) I I for real was like, oh my God, I did not include that in my notes. If it was me, I was freaking out. (laughs) Oh my God. My bad. My bad. Okay. Going on. Snape then suggests that maybe Potter and his friends were simply in the wrong place at the wrong time. But why weren't they at the Halloween feast? The trio explained that they were at a death day party, but that doesn't explain why they ended up on the second floor. Ron and Hermione look at Harry, because they don't completely understand themselves. But Harry speaks up and says that they were tired, so they decided to go to the dormitories, and Ron adds that they weren't hungry, though Ron's stomach grumbled out loud in disagreement. Now, Snape just wants to see some punishment. Since the trio were obviously hiding something, Snape suggests taking Harry off the Quidditch team, but McGonagall thinks that's just silly. Which it is. It had nothing to do with that. Yeah. And she says, Really, Severus, I see no reason to stop the boy playing Quidditch. This cat wasn't hit over the head with a broomstick, There's no evidence at all that Potter has done anything wrong. Dumbledore looks at Harry like he's reading his mind, then says, Innocent until proven guilty, Severus. Filch is also not happy about this. He wants to see some punishment. His cat's been petrified. 
Dumbledore explains to Filch that Mrs. Norris will be okay. Professor Sprout has some young mandrakes, and when they are full-sized, a potion can be made to revive her. So isn't that lucky that we learned about mandrakes in this book? Yeah. And just to recap on what mandrakes are, um, it's a powerful restorative, and it's used to return people who have been transfigured or cursed to their original state. So, the trio were dismissed. They get a floor away from Lockhart's office and go into an empty classroom. Harry asked if he should have said something about the voice he heard. And Ron says, hearing voices no one else can hear isn't a good sign, even in the wizarding world. When do they talk about squibs, though? I thought that's when they did it, when he was like, I don't even know what that is. I think it's after this. Yes. Oh, okay. This is where it is. (laughs) This is from the book. Something in Ron's voice made Harry ask, you do believe me, don't you? Of course I do, said Ron quickly, but you must admit it's weird. I know it's weird, said Harry. The whole thing's weird. What was that writing on the wall about? The chamber has been opened? What's that supposed to mean? You know, it rings sort of a bell, said Ron slowly. I think someone told me a story about a secret chamber at Hogwarts once. Might have been Bill. And what on earth is a squib, said Harry. To his surprise, Ron stifles a snigger. Well, it's not funny, really. But as it's filch, he said... A squib is someone who is born into a wizarding family, but hasn't got any magic powers. Kind of opposite of the muggle-born wizards, but squibs are quite unusual. If Filch is trying to learn magic from a quick spell course, I reckon he must be a squib. It would Mm -hmm. explain a lot, like why he hates students so much. Mm -hmm. Ron gave a satisfied smile and said, he's bitter. Okay, so about this section, (laughs) I want to apologize. That here is the definition of squib, and that's why Priscilla hasn't heard about it. But it was first talked about with the whole Neville in the first book. I think them but thinking I forget, he was a squib. Sometimes they drop things, and they don't really fully explain them until later. Yeah. A whole book later. Jeez. I didn't realize yeah. that. Okay. So, of course, with the crazy event in the corridor... The school was buzzing about the attack. Filch was pacing around the spot of the attack, thinking he could find the culprit. He was also trying to scrub scrub the bloody message, but nothing seemed to be able to get rid of it. Ginny seemed to be distraught over the cat, but Ron tries to calm her by saying stuff like this doesn't normally happen at Hogwarts. Liar. But... <laughs> yes. But your professor might be possessed with Lord Vormont. It's That's totally normal. Don't worry, Jenny. Hermione was spending even more time reading in the library. One day when Harry went to meet up with Ron and Hermione in the library, he passed Justin Finch-Felchy, Finch-Fletchy, the Hufflepuff from Herbology. When Harry went to say hello, Justin sped off in the opposite direction. And Harry's like, okay, that was weird, but whatever. And when he told Ron about it, Ron brushed it off saying... The kid was a bit of an idiot anyways. He was a little obsessed with Gilderoy. Hermione finally joins them at the table, saying that all the copies of Hogwarts A History have been checked out, and there's a two-week wait. She needs this book to read about the legend of the Chamber of Secrets, and it looks like everyone else has the same idea. Hermione can't remember what the Chamber of Secrets was. 
So they leave the library to go to History of Magic, which is the most boring class ever taught by the ghost, Professor Binns. Usually the students are bored and daydreaming as the professor drones on and on, but this day turned out to be different. Hermione raises her hand and asks if he can tell the class anything about the Chamber of Secrets. Everyone's ears perk up. Ben says he doesn't deal with myths or legends. He teaches facts and continues with class. Hermione tries again. Don't legends always have a basis in fact? As Ben looks around the room to all the interested students, he gives in. And from the book, you all know, of course, that Hogwarts was founded over over a thousand years ago by the four greatest witches and wizards of the age. The four schoolhouses are named after them. Godric Gryffindor, Helga Hufflepuff, Rowena Ravenclaw, and Salazar Slytherin. I'm going to skip some of this stuff. For a few years, the founders worked in harmony together, seeking out youngsters who saw, who showed signs of magic and bringing them to the castle to be educated. But then disagreements sprang up between them. A rift began to grow between Slytherin and the others. Slytherin wished to be more selective about the students admitted to Hogwarts. He believed the magical learning should be kept within all magic families. He disliked taking students of muggle parentage, believing them to be untrustworthy. After a while, there was a serious argument on the subject between Slytherin and Gryffindor, and Slytherin left the school. The story goes that Slytherin had built a hidden chamber in the castle, of which the other founders knew nothing. Slytherin, according to the legend, sealed the Chamber of Secrets so that none would be able to open it until his own true heir arrived at the school. The heir alone would be able to unseal the Chamber of Secrets, unleash the horror within, and use it to purge the school of all who were unworthy to study magic. The whole thing is errant nonsense, of course, he said. Naturally, the school has been searched for evidence of such chamber by the most learned witches and wizards. It does not exist, a tale told to frighten the gullible. And Hermione raised her hand. Sir, what exactly do you mean by the horror within the chamber? And he goes, that is believed to be some sort of monster, which the heir of Slytherin alone can control, said Professor Binns in his dry, reedy voice. The class exchanged nervous looks. I'll tell you, the thing does not exist. There is no chamber and no monster. But sir, said Seamus Finnegan, if the chamber can only be opened by Slytherin's true heir, no one else would be able to find it, would they? Nonsense, oh flattery, said Professor Binns in an aggravated tone. If a long succession of Hogwarts headmasters and headmistresses haven't found the thing. But Professor, piped up Pravardi Patel, you'd probably have to use dark magic to open it. Just because a wizard doesn't use dark magic doesn't mean he can't. I repeat, if the likes of Dumbledore... But maybe you've got to be related to Slytherin, so Dumbledore couldn't, began Dean Thomas. But Professor Benz had had enough. That will do. Everyone has so many theories. <laughs> I know. Everyone's like piping up. That will do, he said sharply. It is a myth. It does not exist. After class, the trio discussed this news about Salazar Slytherin. Ron said he wouldn't be in the Slytherin house even if you paid him, which made Harry think about how close he was to being sorted into the house. Only when he pleaded to the hat, not Slytherin, and made movie watchers like Joni cringe, <laughs> did the hat decide Gryffindor. He never told that to Hermione or Ron. 
Harry also suspected that the school thinks he is a Slytherin heir, and that's probably why Justin sped away from him in the library. The trio reached the corridor of the attack, which was deserted, and decided to snoop around to look for evidence. Hermione thinks the attacker might not, might not be human since Dumbledore couldn't fix Mrs. Norris. As they looked around the corridor, Hermione noticed a peculiar sight. Twenty spiders scuttling and fighting their way to a crack in the window. Ron doesn't come close to investigate. We find out he's very afraid of spiders. I don't mind them dead, I just don't like the way they move. It's not funny, said Ron fiercely. If you must know, when I was three, Fred turned my my teddy bear into a great big filthy spider because I broke his toy broomstick. You wouldn't like them either if you'd been holding your bear and suddenly it had too many legs and... It's traumatizing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that would be traumatizing. I agree. <laughs> he broke off shuddering. Hermione was trying not to laugh. And um, I have a story. <laughs> it's traumatizing. <laughs> Sissy. So this thing with Fred and Ron reminded me of a prank that I decided to do on, on Joni. When I was six, by the way. I was, yeah, we were living in the Netherlands at the time, and <clears throat> I went to a friend's house. They were having, like, a Halloween party, and that was actually when I first watched, I think it's the original Poltergeist, like the 80s Poltergeist, and it's really good, but it's very scary, especially when you're, like, nine. Anyways, it was a sleepover, but my mom didn't let me sleep over. So when I had to leave, they were like, oh, we'll take a bunch of candy and take some of the decorations. So there was like cobwebs and like spiders. And I was like, okay. And I go home and Joni's already asleep. We were sharing, we shared rooms. And we also both had these big Pikachu stuffed animals and we both kept them on our beds. They were beloved. We loved them. Yes. Um, so hers was at the foot of the bed. And I was like, I need, I'm going to like prank her. Like I'm going to put this spider web and spider on her Pikachu. And so I set it all up. I cover her Pikachu. It's a pretty decent sized Pikachu. And I hide the like plastic spider into the web. So oh it doesn't God. look so obvious that <laughs> it it's was, like a it was plastic more than one. toy. It was like Okay, I didn't multiple. know if it was more than one. <laughs> and I like go back to my bed to admire my work. And I'm like, well, she's asleep. Like I don't want to wait till the morning. So I <laughs> I get up and I start noisily making noise like as I'm going to bed to wake her up. And I wake her up and she's like, oh, you're home or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to sleep with my Pikachu tonight. Like, I'm, And I grab my Pikachu and I start cuddling it. And like Joni's like, oh, yeah, where's mine? And she looks at the foot of her bed and I don't – she freaks <laughs> out like i don't know i, I don't start ride no i did cry okay Aww. i thought my pikachu was a goner i <laughs> thought it was infested with spiders and i will never be able to touch it again <laughs> and then i had to you know calm her down or else i was gonna get in trouble and i'm like it's okay it's like fake it's it's not real i pull them off and um yeah did you did you recover? Did you recover, Joni? I mean, I still remember it. <laughs> Till this day. She'll never look at a Pikachu again. No. She didn't laugh with me, though. It wasn't one of those no. things where... 
<laughs> I was not happy. Um, I don't remember what I was thinking, but I know like like I just remember feeling so upset and Sissy just laughing so much. <laughs> She's she laughed so much she was drooling. <laughs> oh and which it made me, you remember that? Yeah. That sounds like me though. And it made me more upset because you're just sitting there laughing. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my gosh. I, don't I love how you used that. I love how you, a nine-year-old, used reverse psychology to get her to want to sleep with her Pikachu, too. I know. I was like, dang it. I'm not going to wait till the morning to get this reaction. What if I'm sleeping? Yeah. It's funny. (laughs) Oh, okay. So, Hermione is trying not to laugh at this. Not my story. Ron's story. Harry decides to change the subject and remembers that there was water all over the floor the night of the attack. Ron says that the water had started at this door. He goes to open it, but flings his hand back. It's the girl's toilet. Hermione said, there's not going to be anyone in there. That's Moaning Myrtle's place. Come on, let's have a look. All right, so ignoring the large out-of-order sign, Hermione opened the door. It was a pretty gloomy, depressing bathroom. Hermione set off to the end stall where she met Myrtle. Hello, Myrtle. How are you? Harry and Ron joined and saw Myrtle floating above the tank of the toilet. Myrtle quickly points out that Harry and Ron are not girls and they should not be in there. It was a girl's restroom. Hermione explains that she just wanted to show them how nice it was in there. Harry mouths to Hermione to ask her if she saw anything. Myrtle doesn't like the whispering going on and asks what they're talking about. Myrtle gets a bit dramatic about people talking behind her back and having feelings when Hermione quickly interrupts to ask if she had seen anything funny lately because a cat was attacked right outside her front door on Halloween. Myrtle dramatically says, I wasn't paying attention. Peeves upset me so much I came and I tried to kill myself. Then, of course, I remembered that I'm, that I'm already dead, said Ron. I know. Myrtle gave a dramatic sob, rose up, and dived headfirst into the toilet, splashing water all over them. Harry and Ron stood there with their mouths open, but Hermione shrugged it off and said that's honestly almost cheerful for Myrtle. They walked out of the bathroom when they were met by a voice that yelled, Ron! It was Percy Weasley. He seemed very upset to see Ron coming out of the girls' bathroom and asked for an explanation. Ron tells him they were having a look around for clues. Percy urges them to get away from there. Don't you care what this looks like? Coming back here while everyone's at dinner? Ron argues back, telling Percy they never laid a finger on Mrs. Norris. They argued back and forth until ultimately Percy took five points from Gryffindor. I didn't know that prefects could take points. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of the privileges of, I think it is one of the privileges of being a prefect. Um, Besides the teacher's... Wait, can they? Because I remember we're reading the fifth book right now, Sissy and I, and isn't that yeah. like discussed saying that they can't? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, so it is, but the other group that we're not going to say, that's why the prefix were upset. <laughs> no, we're <laughs> not going like, to say. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Because they can do the same thing. Yeah, but it was because Malfoy did it. Yeah. And they were and saying... He- I think there's a discrepancy prefect. there. I'm going to have to look at the fifth book, but I think there is a discrepancy there. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Let me know, maybe. please. Yeah, hmm. maybe. But I think what they were trying to say was prefix can do that. And because of this group, what makes prefix special then? You know, if they could do the same thing. 
Yeah, but he was both, so that doesn't make sense for that scenario. Was he a prefect? Yeah. And yeah. I don't think it was Malfoy. I think no, it was, it was Malfoy. No, Montague did the twins. I don't know. <laughs> look up that, though. Yes, look it yeah, up. I'll I think we know. Harry, Ron, and Hermione chose seats as far as possible from Percy in the common room that night. Kind of how I want to choose my seat very far away from Joni and Laura, who are talking about something that I don't know about. <laughs> Ron was still in a very bad Oh, my bad God. Mood. Like, I thought my Discord was, like, catching up. <laughs> right? You sped that up, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I sped it up. Okay. <laughs> uh, Ron was still in a very bad mood. They couldn't concentrate on any reading, so they began discussing who could be the person that wanted all the squibs and muggleborns out of Hogwarts. Ron and Hermione looked at each other. If you're talking about Malfoy says Hermione. Hermione. <laughs> what? Hermione. <laughs> Harmony. Uh, if you're talking about Malfoy, says Hermione. Of course I am, said Ron. You heard him. You'll be next, mudbloods. Come on. You've only got to look at his foul rat face to know it's him. Malfoy, the heir of Slytherin, said Hermione. Look at his family, said Harry. The whole lot of them have been in Slytherin. He's always boasting about it. They could easily be Slytherin's descendants. His father is evil enough. How would they prove it? Hermione says there might be a way, but it's very, very dangerous, and they'd be breaking about 50 school rules. What they'd need to do is to get inside the Slytherin common room and ask Malfoy a few questions without him realizing it was them. She explains that they'd need some polyjuice potion. <laughs> this is where we mm. learn about polyjuice, huh? Polyjuice. What's that? said Ron and Harry together. Apparently, Snape mentioned it in class a few weeks ago, but Ron and Harry do not recall. It transforms you into somebody else. Think about it. We could change into three of the Slytherins. No one would know it was us. Malfoy would probably tell us anything. Ron raised concerns about the polyjuice sounding a bit dodgy. What if they were <laughs> stuck looking like three of the Slytherins forever? Hermione explains that it wears off after a while. Getting hold of the recipe would be difficult, though. Snape said it was in a book called Most Potent Potions, and it's bound to be in the restricted section of the library. The only way to get a book out of the restricted section would be to have a signed permission note from a teacher. Hermione suggests that if they sound as though they were just interested in the theory, they may stand a chance. Oh, come on. No teacher's going to fall for that. They'd have to be really thick, said Ron. Professor Lockhart had not brought live creatures to his class. Instead, he read passages of his books to them. He often reenacted some of the more dramatic bits. Harry was usually selected to assist in this. This time, Harry would play a werewolf. He acted out the scenes by growling when necessary from Lockhart's dramatics. Harry was saved by the bell, literally. As the class began to leave, Harry approached Hermione and Ron, ready to go, but Hermione had a plan. Once everyone was out of the classroom, she approached Lockhart. She had a paper in hand and explained to Lockhart that she wanted to get a book out of the library, but needed approval since it was in the restricted section. Of course, she used flattery and mentioned one of Lockhart's book and how it would help her better understand it. That was very smart. Hermione's good. Yeah, yeah. Hermione's good at that. Well, I'm sure no one will mind me giving the best student of the year a little extra help, he said. Annoyed, Harry left with Hermione <laughs> and Ron by their side as they discussed how crazy it was that Lockhart didn't even read the name of the book Hermione wanted. They dropped their voices as they entered the muffled stillness of the library. 
Madame Pence, the librarian, was a thin, irritable woman who looked like an underfed vulture. She questioned the note and tried to take it from Hermione, but she wouldn't let it go. She wanted to keep it, and in true Ron fashion, and why I love him so much, Ron interjected <laughs> saying, Oh, come on, we'll get you another autograph. Lockhart will sign anything if it stands still long enough. And he pretty oh much gosh. snatched the note out of Hermione's hand and handed it over to Madame Pence. She made sure it wasn't forged and sent them on their way with most potent potions in hand. Nice. Yes, they got the book. Five minutes later, they were barricaded in Moaning Myrtle's out-of-order bathroom once again. Hermione was sure no one would look for them there. Once they opened the book, they instantly knew why it belonged in the restricted section. It contained potions that had effects almost too gruesome to think about. Here it is, said Hermione, excited, as she found the page headed the polyjuice potion. This is the most complicated potion I've ever seen. It contained items that could be found in the student cupboards, but also some that weren't, such as a bit of whoever they wanted to change into. Oh, God. Excuse me, said Ron sharply. What do you mean a bit of whoever we're changing into? I'm drinking nothing with crabs toenails in it. Hermione continued as though she hadn't heard him. We don't have to worry about that yet, though, because we add those bits last. Ron turned, speechless to Harry, who had another worry. Did you realize how much we're going to have to steal, Hermione? Shredded skin of a boomslang? That's definitely not in the student's cupboard. What are we going to do? Break into Snape's private stores? I don't know if this is a good idea. Hermione shut the book with a snap. Well, if you two are going to chicken out, fine, she said. There were bright pink patches on her cheeks and her eyes were brighter than usual. I don't want to break the rules, you know. I think threatening muggle-borns is far worse than brewing up a difficult potion. But if you don't want to find out if it's Malfoy, I'll go straight to Madame Pence now and hand the book back in. Oh, she was Dang, serious. Hermione. Yeah. So I said about all the rule-breaking in this book. I know. Especially from her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think I forget that this affects her. Yeah, this directly touches her. Yeah. That's that's a good point. When I read that part, I was like, oh, she's like invested. Uh, Ron said he never thought he'd see the day that Hermione was persuading them to break the rules. He agreed as long as no toenails were involved. Ooh. The potion yeah. would be ready in about a month since it involved things that could only be found at certain times. A month? Malfoy could have attacked half the Muggleborns in the school by then, said Harry. Hermione gave him the look. And he swiftly added, but it's the best plan we've got, so full steam ahead, I say. <laughs> As Hermione made sure it was clear for them to leave the bathroom, Ron muttered, it'll be a lot less hassle if you can just knock Malfoy off his broom tomorrow. This is when I was surprised that I ended there, which it was a good ending point. But then I was like, she's going all the way to page 180. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, Joni. Enjoy a lot of me, guys. <laughs> Sunday morning, Harry woke up nervous for the first Quidditch match of the season, mainly because of the thought of Oliver's reaction if they lost, but also because the Slytherins had the fastest brooms on the market. Oh yeah, Yeah. 2001s. At 11, the entire school made their way to the pitch, and Harry was in the changing room listening to Wood's pep talk. Slytherin have better brooms than us, he began. No point denying it, but we have better people on our brooms. We've trained harder than we than they have, and we've been flying in all weathers. Too true, said George Weasley. I, have, I haven't been properly dry since August. Mm-hmm. 
and we're going to make them rue the day that they let that little bit of slime Malfoy buy his way onto the team. Chest heaving with emotion, Wood turned to Harry. It'll be down to you, Harry, to show them that a seeker has to have something more than a rich father. Get that snitch before Malfoy does or die trying, Harry, because or if we- die trying. What a speech. <laughs> See, Harry, Jeez. because we've got to win today. We've got to. So no pressure, Harry, said Fred, winking at him. I'd literally throw up from the pressure. I'd be like, no thanks. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. The teams met Madame Hooch at, on the pitch. The Ravenclaws and Hufflepuffs were showing their support for Gryffindor by booing, them, booing when the Slytherins came out. At the count of three, Hooch started the game and the team shot into the air. Malfoy quickly made a point to egg on Harry, but Harry had no opportunity to react due to a bludger making a beeline towards him. George quickly came to his aid and hit and hit it towards the Slytherin player, but instead, the bludger changed directions to aim at Harry once again. George hit it again, this time towards Malfoy, but again, it made its way to hit Harry. Harry shot over to the other side of the pitch, but the bludger continued to follow him. Fred and George ended up having to circle around him to keep him to keep it from hitting him. Someone's tampered with this bludger, grunted Fred between his hits. We need a timeout, replied George, signaling over to Oliver. Oliver called the timeout and scolded the twins for the other bludger keeping Angelina from scoring. While we were busy keeping the other bludger from murdering Harry, George tells Oliver that he suspects he suspects the Slytherins tampered with it, but the bludgers had been locked in Madame Hooch's office all week. Harry quickly tells the twins that he has no chance of finding the snitch if they continue to guard him, and they argue that the bludger will kill him if he isn't guarded. Alicia suggests an inquiry, but Harry is against it due to it causing them to forfeit the game. At this point, George yells at Oliver, saying that telling Harry to win or die trying was a stupid thing to say to him. Because let's be <laughs> honest, Harry doesn't have the best sense of caution. No. Oliver sided with Harry and they resumed the game. Of course he sided with Harry. Of course he did. He can't <laughs> forfeit. Telling the twins to deal, to let Harry deal with the rogue bludger. Harry spends the rest of the game bobbing out of the way of the bludger while scanning the skies for the snitch. Malfoy spent his time teasing Harry for all of his more creative ways of dodging the bludger. But then, Harry saw it. The snitch was right above Malfoy. Harry stopped moving, hoping Malfoy would not notice the snitch right above him. Wham! Harry kept still for too long, and the bludger hit him right in the arm. He felt his arm snapping as it hit him. Ouch. I know. Harry ignored the pain and shot towards Malfoy, who freaked out, thinking Harry was going to attack him. Harry had to reach out with his other hand in order to grab the snitch, but since he was only holding onto his broom with his legs, he fell to the ground. With a thump, Harry landed on the ground, but he saw the snitch in his, in his hand. Aha! We won. Then he fainted. Oh Oliver Wood, this is your fault. <laughs> Harry came to not too long after fainting, but he was met with the face of Lockhart. <laughs> no, not you. Lockhart <laughs> brushed it off, stating that he would fix his arm. Harry continued to protest, along with the others, saying that he should probably go to Madame Pomfrey. But then Lockhart, Lockhart twirled his wand, pointing at Harry's arm, and Harry felt an unpleasant sensation from his shoulder to his fingertips. It felt to slow his arm deflated. And it kind of did. All of the mm -hmm. bones in his arms in his arm were gone. That's crazy. What in 
idiot. I know. When I read that, I was like, what? <laughs> he has no bones in his arm? Everyone oh around gosh. him gasped. Lockhart had just said it commonly happened and directed Hermione and Ron to take Harry to Madame Pomfrey. Oh, now's the time. Now's the time yeah, to well, go to maybe her. Maybe you should go now. Uh, Madame Pomfrey was furious. She could mend bones in a second, but growing them back was a whole different beast. Ron asked Hermione how she, can she could defend Lockhart for this one, and she just meekly says that people can make mistakes and then changes the subjects by asking Harry if he's still if he was still in pain. <laughs> Harry annoyed <laughs> tells her it doesn't hurt, <laughs> but it's also completely useless as it flops as he climbs into bed. Gross. <laughs> so the like, can you even just imagine your arm just like flopping around uncontrollably? <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand the the drawing or um that was in chapter I think this is chapter 10 in oh. this book oh yeah it's yeah. like harry and in his arm his squiggly is like arm squiggly and i'm like why is this like oh, in the beginning what did of you the think chapter? happened i don't know what i thought i just i thought it was weird that is it on your book <laughs> yeah yeah and he, like his that. arm is longer than it should be but i guess it's because it didn't have any bones so it looked like it was yeah. like kind of curvy i was just like interesting you don't think about it because your muscles are connected to your bones and that's how it just moves mm -hmm. so like when your muscles are connected to nothing you can't control them and it's like he's just flopping flop. flopping around with his arm it's funny that's gross didn't didn't he describe it as like a like like a flesh colored glove or something oh yeah around? something like that like, Ugh, gross <laughs> no madame pomfrey gives him skelly grow and warns him that he is up for a rough oh, night. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It could have already been fixed by now, but now he's in the hospital ring all night. Hermione mentions that she wants to know how Malfoy fixed the bludger, and Harry tells her they will just have to ask him once that polyjuice potion is brewed. The rest of the Quidditch team greeted Harry, commending him on his flying and telling Harry that Marcus Flint, the Slytherin captain, was yelling at Malfoy for not noticing the snitch when it was right next to him. The team got shooed out by Madame Pomfrey, and Harry was left alone with his boneless arm. <laughs> Harry woke up in the middle of the night to what felt like splinters all along his arm, oh, but then he noticed someone was sponging his forehead. Dobby! A single tear was rolling down Dobby's face. Harry Potter came back to Hogwarts. Dobby was miserable. He asked Harry why he didn't just go back when he missed the train. Hmm. How did you know I missed the train? Harry asks, and Dobby's guilty face said it all. It was you. Priscilla was right. I knew yeah, it. I'm so it glad it I got that theory right. I'm so proud of myself. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Harry was furious. You better clear off before my bones grow back or I might strangle you. Dobby smiled weakly, saying that he was used to death threats due to getting them five times a day at home. He blew his nose on his grimy pillowcase. Harry asked why he wore that, and Dobby explained that it was the mark of the enslavement of a house elf. A house elf cannot wear real clothes, and if they are presented with any sort of clothing, even a sock, the elf is freed. Dobby gets right back to the reason he's there and urges Harry to go home. He thought that his bludger would be enough. Your bludger? You made that bludger try and kill me? Not kill you. Dobby wants to save Harry Potter. Dobby just wanted Harry grievously injured enough to send him home. Wow. Oh my goodness. What a way to try to save someone, huh? I know. Yeah, just hurt enough. 
Oh, is that all? said Harry angrily. I don't suppose you're going to tell me why you want to just want me sent home in pieces. Ah, uh, if Harry Potter only knew. Dobby groaned, more tears dripping onto his ragged pillowcase. If he knew what it means to us, the lowly, the enslaved, us dregs of the magical world. Dobby rem remembers how it was when he who must not be named was in the height of his power, sir. We house elves were treated like vermin. Of course, Dobby is still treated like vermin, he admitted, drying his face on the pillowcase. But mostly, sir, life has improved for my kind since the triumphed, since you triumphed over he who must not be named. Harry Potter survived and the Dark Lord's power was broken. And it was a new dawn, new dawn, sir. Harry Potter shone like a beacon of hope for those of us who thought the dark days would never end, sir. And now, at Hogwarts, terrible things are to happen, are perhaps to happen, or are perhaps happening already, and Dobby cannot let Harry Potter say, stay here now, that history is to repeat itself, now that the Chamber of Secrets is open once more. Dobby froze. He said too much. Harry tried to get more information out of Dobby. There is a Chamber of Secrets? And did you say it's been open before? Dobby continued to refuse to tell Harry more, but suddenly Dobby heard footsteps approaching. Dobby must go, and he vanished. Dumbledore came in, holding the end of what looked like a statue. McGonagall came in, carrying the feet, and they put it onto a bed. They fetched Madame Pomfrey. What happened? she asked, making her way over to them. Another attack. Minerva found him by the stairs. We think he was trying to sneak a visit up here to visit Potter. Harry felt his stomach jump. He carefully looked over the bed and found a petrified Colin Creevy in the bed. Aww. His hands were up as though holding his camera to his face. The adults looked over at his camera and checked to see if there was any film in it and if Colin could have gotten a picture of his, his attacker. But unfortunately, when they opened it, they found it was all melted inside. What does this mean? asked McGonagall. It means the Chamber of Secrets is indeed open again, replied <sighs> Dumbledore. But Albus... Surely, who? The question is not who. The question is how, Dumbledore responded, and Harry, looking at McGonagall, could tell she was just as confused as him. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I did bravo, it. Bravo, Joni. Bravo. <laughs> wow. Wow. So many questions. So, Priscilla. Yes. What are you thinking this, we're saying attacker, but also there was like legends that it's in a monster Dumbledore doesn't think, or no, Hermione said that she doesn't think it's human. And what the heck did it do to Colin's camera? Do you have any theories of like who it is or what it is or if we've met it already and we just don't know it? So I did have a theory first and then like this section kind of made me feel like that theory was mm -hmm. wrong. But like my theory was that the reason that Harry Potter could hear the voice is because he mm -hmm. was meant to be in Slytherin and he could be the Slytherin heir. But mm -hmm. it was kind of like, I feel like at chapter 10 was mostly trying to convince us that that's not the case. But I do feel like Harry has something to do with it and Harry's possibly the only one that can either continue it or stop it. Okay. But I don't really know if I have a theory as to who's doing the attacks, but I do feel like they're trying to get Harry's attention because both times somehow Harry was involved. Yeah. That or the like attacks right happened. By it. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. 
Okay. Yeah. Oh. I do want to point out that there was a part where oh, I wish I, I I knew I should have written down the freaking page. There was yeah. a part where Harry heard a clicking noise and then it made me think, what's this mysterious clicking noise or ticking noise? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot where it was and I was like, oh, that's funny. It made me laugh. It was Colin's oh. camera snapping. Oh, yeah. It was in one of these chapters. But oh, I was yeah. Just it was when when Harry was like half fainted. Okay. And, yeah. Oh, I was like, what okay. is Colin this? was taking What's pictures. Was clicking but... noise. And then it made yeah, me I didn't put it in there because there was just Snape. too much. Yeah. <laughs> it was just funny. I know we end up in the same chapter finding out what the heck was happening with the bludger, but did you think like someone was tampering with it or someone was trying to kill harry (laughs) oh i i thought it was um i thought it was slytherin like just team slytherin Slytherin that had sabotaged Mm -hmm. yeah but apparently it was dobby my question (laughs) goes back to like sissy's section i just when reading it i was just like i wonder so it mentions when dumbledore is in the room with everybody and they're looking at mrs norris Mm -hmm. and harry like Mm -hmm. thinks it seems like dumbledore is just reading his mind Mm -hmm. do you think dumbledore can read people's minds oh that's a good question because i did i did think in that moment when i read it i'm like i feel like the reason why dumbledore is so easy on harry is because oh I guess he's not really easy on him, but he's just kind of like let it go is because he can read his mind and he can tell or he can tell whether it's mind reading or it's something that tells him this that Harry Potter is innocent because he Mm -hmm. then proceeds to say innocent until proven guilty after he kind of gives him a look and it looks like he's reading his mind. So I had that thought. I'm like, maybe he knows that Harry is innocent. Somehow he can read that and whether it's his mind or obviously his thoughts, whatever it is. But yeah, I think he can. I don't know. Part of me feels like Dumbledore has that greater power. Mm-hmm. And I found it interesting that what was the ghost professor Bins? Professor Bins. Mm-hmm. Bins, yeah. He was like, just because Dumbledore did not or doesn't do dark magic doesn't mean he yeah. can't do it. So yeah. I have a feeling that there is more to Dumbledore than what we know as far as like his powers yeah but yeah that was a good question because i actually thought about that i'm glad you asked that what are your thoughts on dobby right now they're probably not good yeah they're getting worse than the first time like (laughs) how do you expect to like save someone's life by almost killing them like nearly killing them i don't know yeah he's like i thought you wouldn't go because of the because of the barrier Oh, I thought you would almost die because of the, what is it called? The bludger. The bludger. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He's just, I don't think he's going about it the right way. I feel like, and it's frustrating because you want to know what, like, what are you talking about? Like, what, just tell me, like, if you actually gave me the information, maybe I would want to get out of here or maybe I would want to do something about it. But you're just being so like secretive and vague. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's aggravating. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like reading it now as an adult, reading Dobby's character, I'm like, oh, I get why people think he's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I completely understand that yeah. people are just I like, I don't forget. understand why everyone likes him. <laughs> people tend to forget early Dobby. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so he I gets think he better, gets better with time, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. He's like a fine wine. I think so. Okay. During this reread with 
Priscilla. I try to keep note of like when I'm reading and like like clues or like things that the author's writing and I'm like, oh, well, I felt like Percy was being like really suspicious. And then I was just like, well, who else are we trying? Like it's a game of clue. Like who else is being suspicious in this whole leading up to when we finally find out who the heiress Slytherin is. And I felt like we have Lockhart. He's this new defense, defense against dark arts professor. He's also pretty worthless. So like, how the heck did he get this job? And then we have Percy, who is just always showing up with the trio. And I know he's a prefect, but like, I don't know. They just mention him a lot more than in previous in the previous book. And then obviously, the trio are looking at Malfoy. So I just wanted to see if anyone else found any other characters that were being a little suspect or if they agree with these three. Yeah, I I agree with them. Like also, um, I don't know if this was like, this theory is like way out there, but <laughs> I thought it was weird and I thought maybe they just like added Colin's character in there just to like, have him interact with someone that was like obsessed with him or whatever but Mm -hmm. i found it so interesting that he was always around wanting to take pictures and being really close to harry but then when i read this part that he was petrified it could either be like he's working with someone or he did it to himself to make it look like it's not him but i feel like that's so far-fetched but i also was kind of obsessed of him but obviously not unless that's kind of his plan yeah that's a good one too because like these like new characters like Justin and Colin just keep being brought up. Yeah. And you're like, why? Why do we care about you? We only care about Gryffindors. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right? Colin is a Gryffindor though, remember? I yeah, think he's annoying. <laughs> oh yeah, he is. <laughs> Speaking of Gryffindor, I love how McGonagall was like, Why should why should Quidditch match be affected by what harry did we should just keep him in and we can win (laughs) i love that side of mcgonagall the competitive me too i like loving yeah i like to hear those parts she's like you know the the boy can still play (laughs) (laughs) no you're not not gonna mess up my chances of beating you (laughs) oh god okay anything else Joni? what are your thoughts on malfoy right now I feel like we haven't gotten a whole lot of Malfoy other than like his basic like just talking too much. Yeah. 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 Like it wasn't hasn't been a lot of interaction other than like the broom stuff and him being the rich boy with the rich dad that you know and then him being calling them names and when they found Mrs. Norris and then that's it hasn't been a lot of like how it was I feel like in the first book for me was heavier on Malfoy and Harry. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So right now I feel like He's not really involved much. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not really a question, but it's just like a thought to remember, I guess. Dobby actually let it slip that this is not the first time that the Chamber of Secrets has been opened. It's been opened again. Um, mm. And I like how Dumbledore is like, it's not a question of who, but it's how. So that just alludes that Dumbledore knows has who a it feeling is. that he knows or he does know for sure who it is mm, that's a good point yeah like he knew he knows who did it before so he's questioning how yeah that person is doing it again maybe he thinks this person should have been dead mm-hmm. mm, interesting 
thoughts maybe this person had another ear yes yeah do we find out who who this is in this book you can't answer that oh we do nice yeah i like to know that it gets muddier though i'll say the first two books could be standalone books in the sense of they have clean closes oh okay (laughs) i like clean closes i hate when i'm left not knowing and then you're like you have to wait no. Yeah, I mean, most of <laughs> yeah. the books have, like, a clean close, but there's more things that you're just like, oh, well, that wasn't really. Like, yeah. We're probably going to get more into that later. Yeah. Kind of that yeah. kind of thing. Going on to most valuable wizard or Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think we met anyone new. No. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think. Yeah. Unless this was the first time we meet Pence. I don't know. I don't Maybe know. we haven't. I Prince. think this is the biggest Madame interaction, Prince. but um, I remember they, they, they definitely mentioned Pence during the first book because they were like in the library and yeah you know, i think they like mentioned her them. but they didn't have an actual interaction with her so we've kind of already yeah. met her i feel like every time they introduce someone that they're going to speak to the author kind of describes them and how they look like as a character mm-hmm. so that's just kind of did with pence mbw mm-hmm. what are you thinking i liked fred and george in my section yeah they were like big brothers. Yeah, they were. They were trying to protect Harry a lot. I did like that. And Harry was like, leave me alone. Oliver's like, let him die. Let him go rogue. <laughs> wow. Oh, you don't say that, that kind of stuff to him. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised they didn't like be like, oh, Fred, you help everyone else. George, you watch Harry. Yeah, but the problem was is that they had to be like right next to Harry. And Harry can't fly around looking for the snitch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's also, true. I'm just going to say this now because I just found the words. When I was writing my notes and I was just like, Harry doesn't have the best sense of caution. Mm -hmm. That's not what I wanted to use. I wanted to use self-preservation, but I could not find those words in my head. (laughs) And Uh, they just came to me. So that's what I wanted to say. This is true. He doesn't. He doesn't. That's why... It's definitely why he's a Gryffindor. Um, yeah, that's a, Fred and George are good. I also think Hermione would be good because she was so persistent in finding and getting the book. She like was pretty brave about it all. Because I would be so scared to ask a teacher for a permission note and mm-hmm. then using it to get the book. And I don't know. I'd be just too scared to do all that. Yeah. I was going to pick Hermione too for just finding like after they got the book. And then they, they're reading about how this potion is, how they are going to have to brew it and what they're going to have to do. And she's still firm in her decision of, we need to do this. Yeah. Um, that pretty important. Most magical moment. Harry losing his arms. His I was arms. just going to say oh. the bones no longer existing. <laughs> One arm. <laughs> but also the regrowing, just regrowing it overnight. Ugh, that sounds horrible though. It sounds oh, horrible, yeah, but the potion, or what is it a potion that he drank? Is that what they called yeah. it? For muggles, that would take forever. You know how long it takes to heal a bone? It's true. But yeah, I would I would agree with the um, the broken bones. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. That would be... Yeah, they haven't started the polyjuice yet. Yeah, Major. I'm interested in that. I'm interested yeah. to read about that. And like who they pick to like turn into... Yeah, I'm assuming like Malfoy's friends, but ooh, is that the next? <laughs> I'm excited. We got dueling club and polyjuice potion. Noise. 
it's getting good each episode it is i put my book down i put my book down um was it today yesterday when i finished yesterday all these days are running together and i was like it's getting juicy like put it down and i (laughs) said that to phil and he's like what is i'm like this book (laughs) he's like oh is it and i'm like yeah (laughs) i know you don't care but it's getting juicy Uh, yeah i'm at the i was, was reading um the fifth book this morning actually and i'm like at the point in the fifth book where i was at the point when i was reading the fifth book the first time where i could not stop reading and the only reason why i stopped reading was because i'm an adult now and i have responsibilities <laughs> <laughs> but i was just like oh man like i could like finish this book if i had oh, the time yeah so yeah the fifth book the last few chapters it's like boom boom, bam 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 bam. (laughs) yeah really yeah yeah Yeah, i was just telling Joni. i was just like i forgot that it was like that because i'm like reading up and i'm almost done with the book and i'm like this is my favorite book but we haven't even got to why it became my favorite book and it's (laughs) what's the fifth one order of the phoenix order of the phoenix um, I saw just fun fact. I don't remember if it was on Facebook or something somewhere. I think it was on Facebook. It was like a, a meme that had like the poster for the final movie of mm-hmm. the Harry Potter series. And it said Harry Potter is still like one of the only movies slash books that you didn't even have to have any sort of background. You just had to have the characters and it said the last one and you knew mm-hmm. what it was about. Like you knew yeah. who they were. I saw I seen you that. saw that. I saw yeah, that. I saw that. I'm like, oh, that's. That's actually kind of neat. It all ends. Okay. I think that was it. And this brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, if you'd like to stay connected with us outside of the podcast, please follow us on our social media. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Unveiling the Magic and on Twitter at Unveiling Magic. And until next time, mischief managed. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> That's what I get for changing the pace. <laughs> I was you, like, you tried to switch episode, it up on us. I... You're like adding a little more like ump and then <laughs> into a words. Worse... <laughs> <laughs> It up. is a myth. Sorry. No, no, no. It was a it sorry. Is- <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Laura, sorry. in my defense, you're freezing a little bit, so I can't tell if you're like, yeah, it's like, yeah, you're good. Let's go. Let's keep going. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Joni's Pikachu. Oh. Most okay. day potent. Yeah. Most Potate. day potente. <laughs> it was pretty gloomy. It was, it was a pretty gloomy. Okay. We're going to start over <laughs> and it's going to be good. Uh, I found out this week that a song that I've listened to for like over 10 years of Taylor Swift's, I did not know the actual lyrics to. It made more sense in my head. It's stupid now, but like. <laughs> and the note. Oh, oh, I get it. An underfed. Underfed. Like, oh. Oh my gosh. Okay. Let me try this freaking <laughs> sentence one more time. Can't bend over. I was going to try to pick up, but I'll have Phil pick that up no, later. fine. <laughs> Don't do it. You shouldn't have that wine, apparently. It'll be down. You got this, Joni. It'll be down. You keep talking, Laura. Stop talking. (laughs) Are you guys going to do like the beach or something? Yeah, we have to. um, You froze. Did she freeze for you too? Hello. Hello. Did you both freeze? (laughs) Is it me? I don't think they're going to go to the beach.
Ooh, you can say until next time for us. She's oh, gonna, okay. She's going to record it, but. Oh, how do you do that? How does she do that? <laughs> she says until She just time. says, uh, okay. Do you not listen to our weird. episodes? I do, but like, I don't, like, I feel like it, it all happens like at the end <laughs> and like. <laughs>